Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Uh, I just want to add, Joseph, your hello is like very, very professional sounding. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened with your mix there, but for a second, you sounded like you were on NPR and you've been doing it for 20 years. You know, my, I, I've accidentally readjusted my seat. And so I'm sitting up straight and I wonder if it's just giving me like a professional energy. Yeah. Well, your breath is like, you know, more centered now. And, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought it sounded like you were going to ask me to push a button to his uh, to receive the next batch of information. <laughs> it sounded like a robot. <laughs> Here to talk about the latest month of movie news. Not going to talk about GameStop or the insurrection to our democracy. We're going to talk about shit that doesn't matter. Um, first things first, there's a wicked movie coming out, yeah, directed by John Chu. Apparently, this movie's supposed to come out this year, sure, which is crazy. I don't think that's gonna happen. Let's start from the beginning. Is it supposed to be a movie or is it supposed to be like a filming of the musical? I think it's a movie, okay. I think we're getting three we're on the unscheduled. There are three big movie adaptations of musicals. There's into the Heights, yep. which was supposed to come out last year. And then this year definitely will debut on HBO max. There's dear Evan Hansen, which day is dated for September. And then there is now this wicked. I only think the one that's already done will be the only one that comes out. That seems quite possible. It seems like this would be tough to make in a year. Or less. Agreed. Uh, unless, unless it's been going on behind the scenes. Also, I, I appreciate that they've wait, they've actually held out this long for the Wicked movie because I think doing it at the time it was popular was the wrong choice. Doing it at the time when they were making all the old musicals that were popular 10 years ago into uh, movies was the wrong choice. Now, with a different cast from the original cast, I think is the right choice. See, I have the exact opposite feeling of it. When 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 you said this, I was like, wow, this sounds like the hottest ticket of 2012. Like yeah, it, I, it sounds like something that is coming out at the exact wrong time. It's I mean, look, it, like, too the, far went from when it was initially hot, but not far enough for there to be like nostalgia. I mean, I think you just missed missed the initial ticket in the first place. But the problem is maybe I'm just sullied by this is, is that, uh, you know, like I, I really like Rent. Uh, when Rent came out as a movie, I was really excited because it's got the original cast. Uh, I was still really into it. It was like a cultural thing at the time. And then it came out in the movie is absolute shit. It's dog shit. Uh, the songs are great, but like it's it's really hard to watch. But I'm far enough away from Wicked that I don't have like specific attachments to how I imagined it's supposed to be on screen. Uh and I don't really have that many attachments to it in general. It's just like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's kind of nice. I'd like to go revisit that where I'm not bringing my expectations to the table. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to have any expectations. I'm going to I'm going to assume this is going to be bad and hope that I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, my two expectations are that one Anna Kendrick somehow ends up in this movie. Oh, God, uh, I hate that you said that because fuck, that's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's inevitable. Um <laughs> And then number two, I'm not convinced John Chu directs this movie because he's like the new Guillermo del Toro. He signs up for fucking everything (laughs) and then never directs shit. So he's supposed to be he's supposed to have directed the Into the Heights movie, right? He did make that. Yeah. What what other things has he made? Do we know? So, oh, off the top of my head, I'm not remembering. I'm going to look it up. Don't worry about it. He is still signed on to do the live action Lilo and Stitch movie for Disney. 
He Why? was supposed to make a Willow sequel TV show. Oh, no. He's the director of Now You See Me Too. He directed that piece of garbage. Yeah, I mean, the holograms, G.I. Joe Retaliation. I don't hate that movie. That's not terrible. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a, a very strange uh, filmography here. Crazy Rich Asians. That's probably what set him on this uh, this this current path that he's on. I like Crazy Rich Asians a whole lot. I don't actually have a problem with the guy. this guy as a director. I just think he... He signs on to a lot of things and doesn't always follow through with them, which is okay. You have, you know, you have the right to do that. But yeah, we'll see. We've talked about Wicked for long enough now. Okay. Yeah. I will say Defying Gravity has the potential to be one badass scene in a movie. So I'm excited to see that. Um, Ryan Coogler signs a, I don't, I don't know the official term, some sort of contract with Disney for the next five years. He's really making Disney shit. Uh, one of those things is he's going to make a Disney plus Wakanda show. What are our thoughts? I like this guy. I'm excited to see what he does. I think that could be great. I think not only is there other characters to explore from, you know, that country and that lore, but it doesn't even all have to be in the present. We could, you know, learn about past Black Panthers, future Mm -hmm. Black Panthers. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff to do in this. I also feel like in the movie, uh, you know, he does, uh, I feel like Ryan Coogler subtly does a lot of things right that, you know, I feel like we could mine for days uh, and definitely like the aesthetic of Wakanda is really cool. But I Super think, one, cool. I think one of the biggest faults or, or not faults, but uh, deficiencies in the movies is like the actual like city of Wakanda doesn't really feel like a real place. Cause we only get to spend time in like two places. Uh, mm. So, so like actually getting to flesh out that space, I think uh, is, is a great idea because I think it's, it's one of the places that there's uh, the most room to, to do something yeah i mean i i definitely think it's going to be in the past um personally i think there's definitely the potential to seeing another black panther in there but it really just is a society i want to see people live in like it uh, you know to joseph your point like i want to see the the tease of it was really great i really want to see it established and and spend time in different places and and learn about them um I'm excited for this. I'm he rumor is he's talked to Kevin about Kevin Feige about other shows as well. So maybe he's been an advisor on some of the stuff we're going to see, or maybe there's some other characters that Ryan Coogler is going to oversee either way. He's a good director. I think he's one of the better ones. Marvel has pulled, not that they pulled shitty ones, but right. Yeah. He's an established, like strong director. This one is for, I think a very small targeted audience in this podcast. George Clooney is making a Buck Rogers tv show i think i don't know what the fuck that is i mean to be fair i I, i'm not a super huge fan of the whole property of of buck rogers uh because i think buck rogers i'm not even sure if his origins are comic strip or radio serial i think it's one of the other but the premise is an astronaut launches into space uh you know gets frozen and is woken up in the far-flung future uh I'm mostly a fan of the 80s TV show of this, which I will never watch again in my life because I'm sure it's shit. But when I was like five, that shit was awesome. Uh, So, yeah, uh, you know, I wonder what Clooney will do with it. He seems to be, you know, a a little long in the tooth to be playing an astronaut. I wonder if he's doing something a little different. Maybe he doesn't not age in his frozen sleep. So he starts young and wakes up old. Uh, it does seem like one of those sort of old tiny properties that 
I don't know if there's an appeal for it. The 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 80s one did not try to be the classic like rocket jetpack on the back, fin on his head kind of guy. I don't know. I feel like maybe Clooney will try to go in that more classic direction. So I don't know. But this seems like something that's fun. I mean, old people need movies too. <laughs> I don't know if old people will care about this movie. It's, you know, he basically has the same appeal as Flash Gordon. And I really think that right now, if someone made a Flash Gordon, mo- Gordon movie, they'd be less likely to be Flash Gordon fan- fans and more likely to be fans of Ted 2. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm wondering if this will be something like that, if it will be like an ironic interpretation of this. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt similar that he seems too old for the character and I'm not sure what the audience appeal is, but um, whatever. Let's throw money at the wall and see what sticks. I mean, basically, I can tell you right now what will be the uh, what will be the thing, whether I'm excited about this or not, is whether or not there's a Twiggy. Twiggy was their sort of Star Wars ripoff uh, robot from the TV series. And if they don't have that, I'm not interested. Uh, only real big trailer for the month. There were a few, but this is the only one I care about. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. What were our uh, our reactions? Like I, I said this in our, our thread, but I know these movies are about the monster fights. Like I fucking get that. Uh, and I, you know, I also know that you can't have monster fights the whole time. You have to have you know the the human element. It's it's been part of the Godzilla movies since the fucking get go. It's like. I get it. You know, it's it's part of the formula. But like, is it obligatory to make the human part so fucking boring every fucking time? Right. Like, I don't know how in like a 90 second trailer where you can give me your best fucking bits that you can make me already bored with every fucking human that's been introduced in this story. I just ugh, drives me crazy. I mean, I thought the monster fights were cool. Yeah, the monster I- fights look great. I thought the monster fights looked great, too. I, I think this looks fun, but I also... And have a have a long history of not watching these movies. The only one of them I've actually sat down and watched is Kong Skull Island, uh, which, you know, this seems like maybe it could be more in that vein. It seemed uh, that definitely that first Godzilla movie seemed a little too serious for for what it needed to be. It looks fun, but I, I can't say for sure I'll watch it. I guess it's going to be for free at home. So I probably will. Probably will. Also, you know, I, I feel just spoiled on trailers. Because even though that, the I, you know, I like the Godzilla movie. Uh, I agree that it probably, you know, may not have lived up to some people's expectations of it. But the trailer for that movie was fucking sick. That's true. Uh, and I just, there, you know, there hasn't been one as cool for a big monster movie since that one. So I'm always a little disappointed. I mean, I've liked all three of these movies we've had so far. Um, so I will enjoy this one. I'm looking forward to it. I don't expect a lot of the humans. Uh, and I am confident that um, neither of these guys will win this fight, that they will team up and fight. I'm going, I'm going to say Mecha Godzilla uh, by the end of this film. Yeah, I, 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 there, there's, there's, a, there's a term in wrestling called the dusty finish. Uh, and Dusty Rhodes was a big fan of finishes where nobody won. And I think that's what this will have. Uh, but Godzilla uses a hammer, and that looks pretty fucking cool. <laughs> that that does that does look pretty cool. You know, uh, you know, Godzilla is supposed to have laser eyes and all that shit, but uh, King Kong has thumbs, and thumbs do a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And I made the exact same joke to someone. They're like, there's no way that this monkey stands a chance against the fucking Godzilla. And I was like, opposable thumbs, bro. That's where it's at. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, HBO Max, which has been around for almost a year. So why it's taken us this long to get this thing is stupid. Uh, live action Harry Potter TV show in mm. the works. So is this a show in the Harry Potter universe or is it about the character Harry Potter? Just in the universe. We don't know what it's about. My guess okay. is probably the Marauders or at least I hope it is. Right. That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> it, w- it would definitely. Uh, well, you know, I wonder. Uh, I feel like the Marauders have a, a very specific reputation among uh, Snape fanatics. Right, got, uh, and yeah. so like you have an option here of like you could you could do a thing about the marauders and make your protagonist just like a real bunch of teenage dickheads or you can like kind of save them and piss off a large percentage of the fan base either one's kind of fun for me i like that <laughs> i mean you, you you're saying that like you know sarah really likes serious but she can't fucking stand james Potter. like she just despises him so so yeah they're, they're, that this is going to be a hard one to please fans on if they go with that one yeah, I mean, I think you could do a couple of cool things with it. I think you can kind of do Voldemort's first like real rise to power, kind of in the background of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the hatred for the Marauders. A lot of people do. I really like Sirius and Lupin. They're like one, two for me, favorite characters. So spending more time with those guys, I can put up with the uh, worm tongue ripoff, uh, worm tail. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's try and sell that somehow Wormtail was friends with these other three guys who seemed like, uh, you know, pretty athletic, cool sons of bitches. Yeah, why were they nice to this guy but a dick to Snape? Yeah, right, exactly. At least Snape had cool hair. Well, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what else it, you know, it could really be maybe young Dumbledore or just something completely new, which, hey, would be great. Or they do their children, which I guess you could get all the stars to come back and there'd be some appeal there, but I don't really need to see any of them again. Let's just make sure that JK Rowling is in no way affiliated with it. So she can't ruin it with her tweets. I don't think she will be, but that is a fair point. Um, and for news exclusively for Joseph and I, uh, there are two Dungeons and Dragons properties in development. One is a TV show, live action TV show written by the guy who made John Wick. Uh, and the second is that Chris Pine has signed on to star in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which I feel like Chris Pine is better than. But maybe. I watched Wonder Woman 84, so maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe Chris Pine's really into d and I could maybe see that, but kind of not. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's a handsome man now, but he does have an oddly shaped head. He may not have been a handsome child. That's a fair point. He does look like the kind of person whose head has been the same size since he was like eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I wonder what this will be if this is if this will be a movie set in a Dungeon Jack Dragons world, or it'll be what it normally is, which is normal people transported into a Dungeons and Dragons world. Even though yeah. I see the appeal of that thing, I feel like it's just been done to death. I don't want to do that. I don't. I don't. I don't want it to be people playing D and D and somehow end up in their D and D game. I just want it to be, you know the rules of that world but that world exists so there are fucking paladins and sorcerers and they're fighting beholders and dragons and mind flayers like that's right uh i don't i don't want real people trying to uh 
you know, oh, experience this for the first time. I just want people to be like, that's their fucking life is beholders destroying their town. It probably won't be that. And I'll probably get my hopes up, but I want it to be that. I mean, look, honestly, if Matthew Mercer and the Critical Role could just sell them the Chroma Conclave arc and make fighting dragons cool as shit again, uh, I'd be super down with that. Yes, agreed. I'd probably watch a Critical Role movie before any of this, but that's not going to happen. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's taken them two years to make a TV series of like fucking 10 episodes. It pisses me off every day I think about it. I know, me too. <laughs> um, this is a rumor. We don't normally talk about rumors, but it's a big rumor. Chris Evans apparently coming back as Captain America, at least for one thing, if not for two. Uh, I mean, of course, I would be super down with this. Favorite part of the MCU, uh, possibly favorite Marvel character, uh, you know, and uh, seems like an all around good guy. Uh, uh, I can't. What do you think he would come back for? I think it'll be a, either a maybe some sort of like cameo. There's like maybe a time travel element or or something. I don't imagine it will be in the future. Maybe somebody visits him in the past. Yeah. But I feel like the future will be Falcon as Captain America. And if not, you've really downplayed it. You've kind of done a <laughs> shitty thing to one of your main black actors. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, he could always, you know, take on a Nick Fury type role where he's not Captain America anymore, but he's still sort of supervising the fight. But, you know, that seems like larger than one or two appearances. Uh, you know, he could show up in that Black Panther thing we were just talking about. We could have a thing. I don't know how you would explain that he doesn't know it, but a thing where he fight, fights a different Black Panther during World War II. Wakanda tech, man. They wipe mm. his mind. They wipe his mind. There you go. What they used on Bucky, they perfected on Steve Rogers. Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, the uh, irony. You know, when I when I first heard this news, and this is not really related, but when I first heard it, all I could think about was Jehu, your fucking Logan pitch with Richard Armitage being Wolverine the whole time. And that is still the greatest thing that's ever been mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> all right on. Right on. Um and finally, the big news was Netflix Sandman has a cast. Apparently they've already been filming, I think, and we didn't know about it, but uh, I'll run through it real fast. I don't know who any of these people are, but like two of them. Tom Sturridge is Dream. Vivian Ashampong. I don't know how to say her name. Lucian. Charles Dance is Roderick Burgess. Sanjeev Baskar, who was in yesterday. I like that movie. Kane. Oh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Asim Chaudhry, Abel, Boyd Holbrook, the Corinthian, and Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. Um, the three people I know I like, so yay. Four people I know. Right. I mean, it all seems pretty solid casting. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Boyd Holbrook as the uh, Corinthian is, he's both handsome and dislikable, so he seems really good for that character. Uh, I, will uh, I will be interested to see how they do the effect of his eyes. Yeah, I was wondering uh, about that. But uh, yeah, this, this all sounds pretty good. I, I really think that some of the gender swaps is sort of telling of what story they'll be telling. I think they're probably the first season's probably going to stick to the first story arc and maybe not include any of the rest of the endless, just because you don't really need to create new strong female roles for 
uh, for this universe because there's already great ones in the endless. But I, they must not going to be do the going to do those in the first in the first season, which is which is probably fine. You know, whenever death comes around, she's going to eclipse uh, Sandman like she did in the comics. So I'd say hold that off for a while. Do you think we'll see John Constantine in the show? Man, I hope so. I hope they. I hope they do John Constantine and I hope they cast him different. Although, you know, we, we also talked about this casting Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer really seems like they're sort of wanting to establish a connection to, uh, to the Constantine movie. Like that seems very similar casting idea. So maybe we'll see a, maybe we'll see a Constantine more like the movie version than the one that's on the WB or whatever, which I'd be fine with. I, I, you know, I think we've talked about that on this show before that we're all pretty positive on that movie. Yeah. I mean, I I think Matt Ryan does a good job in that role, but I want it to be somebody different. Yeah. Um, Just cause I, I, and I want that character to be there and uh, I think it will. And I think it's probably going to be one of the bigger casting choices. Why, which is why it wasn't announced with the rest of this. I also kind of wonder how did this end up on Netflix? Like, why is this not on HBO max? Yeah, that is a good question. That's a really good question. Cause first of all, besides just the rights of, they have all that stuff. It just seems more like an HBO thing. It seems not as cheap as Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I've never put it together. Uh, but now that it's happened, uh, you know, Gwendolyn Christie is a pretty good, uh, discount, but not quite as good Tilda Swinton. No, no, totally, totally. Yeah, there's there's a similar androgyny to them. So so casting directors everywhere, take it down. Okay, before you before we end up, I did want to mention. So one of the things I wanted to do here, because uh, so much of our watching is streaming releases, streaming releases of like new features. But fuck if I don't also want to have a rant here about how nobody can fucking advertise their products correctly to me. Uh, I don't know why every time I want to go find out what fuck is, is coming to Netflix or HBO in the fucking month that I'm in that I have to go to a fucking Vulture article or Collider or something. Right. Why don't they fucking advertise on their own website? Give me a site of here's all the things that we're, we're, uh, we're releasing this month. And here's another list of here's the things that are brand new that are only here. That's all I want. It's just not that fucking hard. It seems like you would want to advertise that, but fuck it. If I can't fucking find that shit every goddamn month, it drives me crazy. I was the only annoying, the other really annoying part of that to me is they're both really bad, especially Netflix has been doing this years for not telling you until like a week before. Yeah. Right. Like you they got that brand wanna, new. It seems like you'd want to build it up. For sure. They got this brand new Will Smith, like Black History Month documentary, which dropped a trailer today. Looks fucking great. First time I've ever heard about it. Debuts next Friday. Mm. Like, I I would like to be able to tell people about this before it comes out. Do you guys remember much about, you know, shop, you know, renting videos at video stores? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how it was always kind of a pain in the ass to find anything except for this week's release? Yeah. Uh, that and, was on and, purpose. Any, anything, anything with this week's release at a very specific set of movies that were always there. Right, that shit was on perfect. They thought that was a good idea to to like merchandise that way and make you look around at more stuff. And I honestly think it's that same dumb thinking that like Netflix and the streaming services do. They're like, well, you know, if we make it harder for them to find the thing that they're interested in, they'll just end up watching some bullshit. <laughs> The, and, uh, problem is, the problem is here's here's my issue with that that mentality is 
if you're gonna spend the money to make a new thing, you it seems like you would want me to watch the new thing. <laughs> right. And most of the time, in that particular circumstance, I'm gonna watch something else because it's like, oh yeah, I have been meaning to watch this for a while. What I end up doing is I just flip forever and never yeah, watch. Yeah, or, or that that happens more often than not. Mm. Yeah, well, anyway, all that to say, there are two things on HBO Max that are coming out this month that I could find that I thought was worth mentioning. Uh, the first coming out this weekend is uh, Earwig and the Witch, which is uh, yep. the most recent Studio Ghibli film. It's the first CGI Studio Ghibli film, uh, which looks really strange to me, but I'm still going to watch it, uh, by Goro Miyazaki, who did Tales of Earthsea and From Up on Poppy Hill. Uh, both the other ones are, I think, a lot better than people give them credit for, so I'm willing to give it a shot, but if, uh, if Studio Ghibli is your thing, hey, surprise, there's another one coming out this weekend. Uh, and then the next weekend after that uh, is going to be a movie with Daniel Kaluuya and uh, my favorite, Lakeith Stanfield, called uh, Judas and the Black Messiah about, oh, shoot, now I'm going to fuck his name up now. Fred, help me. Black Panther. Flintstone? Guy. Yeah, fuck you guys. I'm looking it up on. I just want to say the American cast for oh, the Miyazaki. Oh, good. The Miyazaki film does have your boy Dan Stevens in it. It does have my boy Dan and Casey Musgraves. Yeah, I know it's good. That's those two. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh, I'm I may not like." <laughs> Just watch it in Japanese. It's better. Yeah. Uh, about no fuck now 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 you fucking ruined the track. Now I don't know where to go with this. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's about uh, Black Panther leader uh, Fred Hampton and the uh, informant that i don't know infiltrate i don't know if he infiltrated but was recruited from within his ranks uh and kind of the whole drama in there it looks really good we're probably going to do an episode on it so uh keep an eye out for that it comes out february 12th and that's the news there you go right uh well cool guys uh what have we been po- watching this past week just kidding i know we all watch wandavision uh yeah episode four which was a um kind of like a lore dump of a of a marvel show because it was all the stuff going on behind the scenes to get you caught up Mm -hmm. guys i really like this episode but what i really liked was the fucking blip part that shit was great yeah oh god wasn't that good (laughs) yeah it was was really good i was really confused by it at first because i thought it was something going on right then because of what Wanda was doing. And it took me a second to realize, oh shit, this is what it's like in a hospital when everyone on earth who's dead reappeared. Like, yeah, that shit was great. I like that. It was like the reverse of the ash effect. And yeah. Um, I yeah, mean, it, it was, it, just, it was we, just a very realistic scenario of what that would be like. Yeah. I mean, if, if we talked about like making the, uh, the She-Hulk show about like, you know, uh, the, the legal matters of superheroes, we could just have an episode like every week of just showing like one particular moment in time and place of the blip happening. <laughs> right, uh, right. And it would just be an interesting episode like every week. Totally. Yeah. totally. That was, that was really great. Um, the, o- the other bit that I really loved was uh, the reintroduction of Jimmy Woo doing the card trick. Yep. That oh, God, great. that was so such a good payoff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this episode's pretty good. I mean, it, it brings back Darcy, explains how Monica ends up in the whatever, you know, Matrix, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. Um, brings back Agent Woo. The Westview yeah. uh, anomaly or something. That works. Yeah. Um, and just kind of really shows us that it seems like Wanda is the one that's kind of created this idyllic society. We don't really know why it's a sitcom, but that's the other thing we learned is that everyone is seeing it as a sitcom. That's just not how it's presented to us as the audience. 
it's how the world is seeing it. So, which is uh, pretty I'm, fun. I, I like that. You know, it's just. It, I mean, look again. I don't like uh, what's her face. Is it Cat Dennings? Is that her name? Yeah, no, that's not. Is that her name? Yeah, it's Cat Dennings. Okay, uh, Darcy, right? Yeah, I yeah. don't really like her that much, but I like her just like sitting in front of the TV, getting like enwrapped in the story. <laughs> right, right. It is the one character I feel like that they've introduced that this person is both smart and both would just sit there on a Slurpee and watch this. TV For sure, show. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so it makes a lot of sense that it's her. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, this is the episode people were waiting for. Yep. Specifically, people named Joseph. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I honestly kind of felt I liked it a lot, but I felt like it actually gave me a little too much. Like, uh, I don't know. I was enjoying not knowing what the fuck is going on. And I'm, I mean, there's still obviously mystery to it, but I I would have liked these revelations spread out, spread out over a few episodes. I wish they kind of would have kind of started sprinkling them in maybe last episode or something. See, my thing is, my issue is they did this, this whole like three episode arc where the end of the three episode, we realize, I mean, for those who didn't already know about the show that like, Oh, something's real fucked up about this whole situation. And then we do the fourth episode where we redo the first three episodes, but through a different context, kind of right. I would have liked like, both <laughs> at the same time right. but like making it unclear about how they meet in the middle like we do some mm. shit on the outside and some shit on the inside maybe even like the commercial breaks are on the outside or you know like however you want to structure it but more of the outside in like peppered into the the, the first three episodes or even four episodes uh and then just kind of like slowly bring it together where you're like oh i see that these events might be connected somehow but i don't really understand how i'm kind of with you hurt i don't necessarily love like the structure of how they did it. Uh, but I'm, I'm just happy to be out of bad television for a while. Right. <laughs> oh, I, also, did you guys watch the, well, uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but they did add, release a preview for like the second half of the season or whatever. I did no, not I did watch not. it, but oh, they did, did do a modern family. They did a modern thing. family. Yeah. I know. I was so excited. Um, uh, one thing that I kind of was missing on this is I actually like the serial sitcom structure of this show. I've enjoyed the first three episodes a lot. Uh, because of that, I was uh, a little sad that we got completely away from that for this episode. Right. Um, so I probably it. I mean, I still really liked it because I'm looking at it contextually through the first four episodes as one thing that all this stuff was kind of going on. But I, I would have appreciated in kind of reverse for you, Joseph, instead of sprinkling in more of this stuff in the first three episodes, I wish we have at least seen Wanda envision a little bit from their perspective during this episode. Mm. Um, whatever that would have looked like, you know, right after the twins being born or whatever. And I understand right. that, that this show kind of ends where the, this, this episode ends where the last episode ends, but um, I would have liked to, I would have liked to spend a little more time in kind of that serial Pleasantville world than we got. See, I think you and I, I think you and I are saying the same thing in the sense that I'm okay with with like I actually agree that I think I would want more of like the the in the bubble perspective in this, but I like I would have liked it to spread out more nicely over four episodes instead of three episodes of all in the bubble and then one episode of everything that's been happening out of the bubble during those three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be I'm interested to see where it goes forward. Now that we have these characters, I think I feel like you may see more of them throughout because I just doubt we're going to go another three episodes and not see Randall Park or Cat yeah, yeah, Dennings. Yeah. Right. I mean, and they definitely, you know, they, they, they've gone too early to establish that Wanda is probably the villain here. 
which leads me to believe that Wanda is probably not the villain here. Right. Uh, we've also, I think, when they were doing like their, the, this one also has like more Easter eggs that I feel like maybe I'm just bad at seeing them than most of the other ones. Uh, but like, you know, when they're trying to track down the people who are in the sitcom who are, you know, the residents of, of Westview, I think there's the, definitely uh, Catherine Hahn is missing. She's not found. Yeah. And right. then I think, was it, was it Dottie or something? Whoever the, the girl who is like mm-hmm. the, yeah, she's also right. not in there. Um, yeah, I, I so think they are they are more behind the scenes than probably right. even Scarlet Witch is. Right. So like, you know, it seems like most of the other people were just there when it started happening. But it definitely seems like I'm, you know, at least it's implied to me that those two at least have some other role besides just being there. Like they weren't there by accident. We also did we ever find out who this like informant was that tipped the FBI off about it? No, I don't think, I don't so. think we did. Yeah, I don't think we did. No. Cause that's how it starts, right? When we meet yeah. Randall Park, he's like, "You got an informant told him of all this weird yeah. stuff going on." But yeah, I mean, I like this episode. I'm excited for Friday. I'm excited to keep going. Also, how fucking terrifying was that? Like Walking Dead vision. Yeah, it was great. Oh, it was yeah, super that, creepy. That 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 was pretty good. Uh, I you know I meant to watch this and get uh, again uh, uh, right right before this because I wanted to you know I wanted to look for more Easter eggy type stuff, but something that. I heard someone mention is that when she makes Monica Rambo disappear out of the world, the baby crying disappears. So maybe she has to keep a concentration on the world to keep all the things she's made happen. And that's probably that maybe that's why we see visions hole in his head and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, you know, I really like the use of Monica Rambo. Uh, you know, I, that is my Captain Marvel, so I, I really want them to do good things with that character. So, and I felt like this was a good thing. So, yeah, very cool. All right, Christian, what else you got? So, I have one thing to talk about, but to talk about that thing, I have to talk about something else. So, God, I really hope. have two things. <laughs> I uh, actually have the same thing. That's funny you have that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I said I had finished Sword Art Online, and I said it sucked. And look, it's not great, but I don't feel like that's fair. I have to say a little bit about it. Uh, so there are four seasons of Sword Art Online. Seasons two and three, I don't really like. They're not very good. Seasons one, at least the first half of season one, excellent. 12 great episodes. Season four, I actually really liked. It ties the whole show up really well. Um, and if, it, if that's the end of Sword Art Online, which I know there's going to be a season five, but I also know what season five is going to be about. So this could be the ending, which just if you say you like the first 12 episodes, the season five of Sword Art Online is going to be the Aincrad stuff, but from Asuna's perspective. Mm. Um, so I, I like that show a lot. And one thing that it it did kind of is ask the question of, or what what season four kind of does is recontextualizes the earlier seasons and say the reason why this guy built this fictional world and trapped people in it was his eventual goal was if you're going to have a a virtual world, you need virtual people. So it's the creation of artificial intelligence. And the way he did that was by trapping people in a virtual world and just letting them live there and collecting data and all that stuff. And so eventually we get to artificial intelligence and uh, that's probably a little bit farther than I anticipated the show to go but it makes sense sort of it's fine the ending's fine it's better than transformers people should maybe watch it i say all that to say because i read ready player two (laughs) oh boy (laughs) which is the exact same thing oh really yes 
it, it, it's so much the same thing. There is a, and I'm directly quoting the book. It says, you read, you watched Sword Art Online, Wade. You knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure Wade Watts is a likable character anyway, <laughs> but the first 50 pages of this book really make you hate Wade. I mean, just <laughs> so much. And then it, the next 50 pages make you hate uh, James Halliday. So you're like the two people you were kind of like drawing the story in the first one, totally kind of the villains of this one. Um, it is so much of a ripoff of Sword Art Online. There is even the next step of the Oasis this is how the book starts is that they invent a helmet that puts you to sleep and allows you to experience the Oasis as a real world. Oh, Ex- shit. That uh, everyone gets locked inside of. Exactly like the fucking first episode of Sword Art Online. (laughs) And it just, and again, it begs the same question. If there's a digital world, there should be digital people that live in it. And so it's about artificial intelligence. But um, I was, I probably, if I had never watched Sword Art Online, probably would enjoy that show or that book. But the whole time I'm thinking, I literally just watched four seasons and two movies of this same fucking storyline. Um, yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, I'd say worse than Transformers. The only entertaining nostalgia part is they introduce a Shermer, Illinois planet, which is just entirely John Hughes shit. And I really <laughs> enjoyed that, like 15 pages of the book. <laughs> I really hate that you've made me even think about watching Sword Art Online again. <laughs> Hey, if you want to pick and choose, I take that over reading Ready Player Two. Fair enough. You know, I wonder if they tried to sue, uh, you know, what's the author's name? Ernest Klein. Ernest Klein. I wonder if they tried to sue him over this, if his defense would be the first book. Like he would just come in and lay down as like, look, you guys let me get away with this one. You set a precedent. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't know if he was... And look, I feel like I'm a defender of the movie and the first book. I like both of them. Uh, But the movie does a thing where they're like, I feel like really set it up when he's like, oh, you're not a program. What are you? And Halliday walks out the door. I feel like at that point, Ernest Klein had no choice but to make AI the, you know, the central storytelling point of this book. But he did not have to use literally the exact same machinations as Sword Art Online does. And then to just draw the direct connection was mind-boggling to me. But anyway, I could argue about this for a long time with myself. Yep. Um, That's it. I, I started watching Cobra Kai. I don't really feel like anybody needs to hear my opinion of Cobra Kai. Like, it's it's been out for years. Everybody pretty much already has an opinion of it. I thought it was probably better than Transformers. Sarah didn't like it very much. Uh, the part of it I want to talk about is uh, a former real phony, uh, Ian. He really, also told me to watch it. He said he loved he, it. He really sold me on this, right? And he sold it on me in a way like, man, you're going to love this. This is your shit. You're, and so I was like, all right, this is something that's really my shit. And after watching it, my immediate thought was, what does this dude think of me? <laughs> like, you know, like, does I know he doesn't think I'm Daniel, so he would have to think I'm Johnny. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, that has to be a, 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 
that has to be a neg that this move this shit is for you this, <laughs> you know uh, so i so i didn't leave it feeling great about myself but then i saw i saw that he he was pitching it to everybody i saw him pitching it to britney duke surely britney duke and i uh, have nothing in common so I, I would say you're the same people <laughs> so, so i don't know but there was i don't know it just made me think about whenever someone says oh man this is your shit you can't really view it without thinking what is that saying about yeah no for sure it's it's the tough bit of the recommendation you got to take it everybody's is with a grain of salt but um you know that being said i i you know i like it i will continue watching it uh you know my mom coming to town has slowed me down on that that's uh that also, I, I haven't finished uh, Westworld like I was planning to, but I'm about halfway through the the third season. Uh, I'm not enjoying the third season as much. I don't like being out in the real world. I want to be in Westworld. But uh, I do like the addition of Aaron Paul in his giant fucking head. <laughs> I, I, I should really relate to that guy more because he has a giant oddly shaped head and a little charlie brown body and i should just look at him and see myself <laughs> on screen but uh but uh you know for whatever reason i don't but he, he is he is pretty good in this uh I, I there is a part of me that wishes that the soldier that he's talking to that turns out to not really be a soldier in the early episodes is uh, uh is kid cuddy i kind of wish it would have been kid cuddy was the main guy that would have been fun but you know whatever uh yeah, that show so far, I'm still going with better than Transformers, and uh, that's all I got. Okay, I feel like uh, I feel like now you should take my my recommendation from a million years ago that BoJack Horseman is your shit with a grain of salt because it obviously it will imply some things that I feel about you. Well, no, <laughs> I, you know th- the thing is though, when you said that to me, it was so fucking accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like so borderline suicidal at that point that like that like it was just it was honestly too on the nose i probably didn't continue watching that because like i know exactly what this says about me but I, uh i still stand by the winning season is absolutely your shit but you won't watch it for no for no apparent reason i can't even remember what the winning season it's is. the one with sam rockwell in the basketball movie <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should say instead next time it's the one you never remember which one it is <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. The one Sam Rockwell, the basketball movie. Anyway, uh, well, on the note of, of uh, shit that's too depressing, I also have uh, two things, one that leads into the other one. I watched an anime a while back that I didn't even talk about on this podcast because it's like it's too specific. I don't know. Uh, it's called Anohana. It was like a, a kind of a slice of life story about a group of children who's one of the friends in their group died in a childhood like just random accident who like four years later the ghost of that child reappears but not like as a creepy ghost just like wants to hang out with everybody again and they kind of have to figure out like why she's there and like what you know how to how to uh i don't know i guess send her to the great beyond uh it's like a it's it's just a weird it, it sounds i i don't know if it sounds either grimmer I don't know. It's, it's not. It's not dark in any way. It's actually not even as emotionally manipulative as it seems like it would be. It's actually just kind of like a nice, like old friends reconnecting story, uh, for the most part, uh, which I was really surprised by. It's a good. It's a good uh, series, but I. It was definitely not what I expected it to be, and I. That brings me to my my new one that I'm watching, which is kind of like the dark spin on a similar concept. It's an anime called 
the wonder egg priority which you know fuck me if i'm gonna sell anybody on the name by itself <laughs> i mean i like the, i i probably am gonna like the name more than the property well the, 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 the thing i like about it is like it kind of represents how the show is because it's kind of like a cutesy harmless name that belies mm. uh how dark of a show it is and like right. the, the actual general like aesthetic of the show uh also belies what a dark show it is uh it's also very much about like uh, a group of of young girls dealing with uh uh death specifically of uh, suicides uh and so it, you know if that's a thing for you i would not recommend watching it because it goes to some real dark places uh, right but on. it's also like it's it's like it's a really f- interesting like like structured fantasy world like there there's like a lot of of semi-real semi-dreamscape things where they're they're like kind of battling their own demons but they're also kind of real and there's like a lot of really specific rules they like takes place in like an old abandoned arcade and there's like weird puppet things that talk to them it's like the strangest fucking thing uh but it's really compelling it's like uh, it's only got four episodes out right now but it's fucking killer so it's one of those things where I realize no matter how hard I tried to pitch this to myself, like if, if, if I knew nothing about it and I just tried to explain what this show was about, I would never watch it. The only reason I watch it is because other people that I know whose opinions that, you know, I, I align with watch it and enjoyed it. So it's kind of the same thing that I have. Actually, I don't know if Christian should watch this one. He's pretty much my only audience and it might be a little too much dark child shit for him. Yeah, I probably, uh, I probably will avoid that. <laughs> But uh, for other people, you know, it's, it's a hard pitch. I don't know how to sell it to you, but if, if you like other shit that I like, I promise you you'll like this one. It's really fucking good. Better than Transformers. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Right uh, we don't have a plan for next week. Uh, Is the Ghibli movie this week? The Ghibli movie. I mean, like, I'll do the Ghibli movie. I'll do the Ghibli movie. But then we have I to mean, make her watch it. <laughs> yeah, just send me the name of it. We'll, we'll watch it. That, that, that's, that's all, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, I think it's Earwig and the Witch. Um, it, it's a CGI Ghibli movie about. Uh, I, I think she, it's kind of like a a witch academy thing, but they're also like in a band. <laughs> right. Uh, which actually, you know what? Hurt you might enjoy that. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Anyway. I, I mean, it's it's too bad we can't make Ian come back for this one because I always wanted to do a thing where you guys made him watching anime because I'm I'm Switzerland on anime, but he is aggressively against. <laughs> yeah uh but yeah that's it for uh for this week that caught up on the news so far uh if there's anything that we missed uh anything that you want us to talk about you can reach us at realphonesgmail.com uh please rate subscribe uh tell other people about the podcast if you uh, want to follow us on social media you can follow us at real phonies on instagram at real underscore phonies thanks to zach evans for art brian velasquez for everything we'll see you guys later later